0: How many of you guys have siblings, yeah? A lot of you guys have siblings. If not, it's a, maybe a blessing. I don't know. I would consider it. I'm just kidding. I love my brother, and I love my other brother as well. But I wanted to tell you guys a story of one of my brothers. I won't say which one. But um, we were at my cousin's house, and we had a BB gun. And great things happen with BB guns, right? Incredible things. Adventures beyond our wildest dreams. <laughs> that's right, that's right. But I'm just kidding, anyways. So we had this BB gun, and we're going around, we're shooting squirrels, we're shooting birds in the backyard. It's great. We're having a fantastic time. Some of all like, oh, you shot birds? Yeah, sorry, that was the old me. The new me still does that, sorry, <laughs> sometimes. But... Uh, so we're shooting squirrels, we're shooting birds, and then we get this bright idea. We're like, what if, what if we all three had a BB gun? And so we go and we ask my dad, my brother asks my dad, he says, dad, can we have a BB gun? And my dad says, yes, takes me back, or takes my brother back. So we're off to the store, we go buy BB guns, and then we're back in the backyard, we're shooting birds, shooting squirrels, and it's great, shooting anything we can find. Some of y'all are like, I don't share this joy. Don't worry. It's okay. I completely understand. But we got home, and my brother and my dad, or my brother and I, were unloading the truck. And we'd take out these BB guns, and my dad's like, huh, what are those? And we're like, they're BB guns. You knew about this. Like, my brother asked you. And I didn't think anything about it. But then I come back downstairs after... A couple minutes of putting it back in my room, you know, getting situated, and I feel this tug. Y'all you know that tug where you know you're in trouble, and your dad just kind of grabs you, or your mom just kind of grabs you. Maybe it's a pinch, but you're like, oh great, what would I do? And you feel it all in your gut and your stomach, and it's just like, oh great. Well, I had that feeling, and I was in my dad's bedroom immediately, and I knew I was about to be grounded. I was about, I was just in trouble, whatever that meant, and I was going to be spanked. So Yeah, I am sitting there in my dad's bedroom, and he's like, "Who told you you could buy those BB guns?" And I was like, "You did. (laughs) You texted JT. Oh, that wasn't supposed to say his name. You texted my brother and said that it was okay." And he says, "No, I didn't." So then, long story short, my brother did not ask my dad if we could buy the BB guns. So we had BB guns without my dad's approval, and I got in trouble even though like, I literally had nothing to do with it. I didn't, I thought JT asked, and, but he didn't. And so there I was, I was in trouble, being spanked, crying, crying my eyes out. I thought it was the end of the world, guys. My BB gun was gone. It was taken forever. And my dad, he calls me in later that night and I was mad, obviously, like you would be too if your sibling or somebody else got you in trouble and you had a, you had a punishment that you had to bear, but it wasn't your fault, right? You'd be mad. I was confused. I was like, why did I get punished? You know, what in the world? But my dad, he tells me, he sits me down and he says, son, sometimes this happens where somebody does something and it's not your fault, but you still have to pay the price because it falls on you. Like we still have to face the consequences. And I was like, I can see that clearly by this mistake that my brother made. Um, but he then said that I have to forgive my brother. And that had never crossed my mind. I had had plenty of thoughts that day. And forgiving my brother was not one of those thoughts. I thought about doing everything else to him. I just hit him, you know, right across the face. I didn't. But I, my dad said I had to forgive him. And I didn't understand that. But I knew that's what God would want me to do because my dad had said that. And my dad wanted me to do it. So I figured it was a pretty good idea, especially if it was not going to get me in any more trouble. So I forgave my brother. It was hard, but I forgave him. And I remember that to this day, the forgiveness that I had to give my brother, even though he never said he was sorry for that. I I know I had to forgive him. Tonight, we're going to dive into this topic of forgiveness. Surprise. And we're going to be going into Matthew chapter 18. And uh, we'll be in verse 21 through 35 talking about forgiveness. Forgiveness is something hard that each of us has to do at some point in our lives. And it might be for something small. It might be for something big. You probably have to forgive somebody right now. You might think something of somebody that they did you wrong and they need to say they're sorry. But maybe we have to forgive them. But I don't want to get too much into it before we get into the text. So, Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 through 35. Let's see what he says. This is Jesus talking. And he gives us a parable. But first, Peter asks a question. That's where we'll pick up. He says in verse 21, Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? And Peter's asking a genuine question here. He's like, How much do I have to forgive him? Like, I know I have to do more than that, but how much? And Jesus says, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. Peter's like, okay, great, cool. (laughs) But he continues, Jesus does in verse 23. He says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees and he implored him. He said, have patience with me and I'll pay you everything. And the king looks at him and says, out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. That's where we'll stop for right now. So we see Jesus starts off, he says, the kingdom of heaven is like this. So we, we talked about this last time that we taught, and we've been talking about this idea of the kingdom, for the past four weeks. And we see it again here. So what's the big idea? Well, we're going to see. He says that this, this servant owed a king a debt. And you, might, you guys might think, what's 10,000 talents? Like, what does that even mean? Does that mean he, like, he had the crossover in basketball, as a talent, and then he had painting and dancing as a talent, and he had three-point three shooting too? Was that his talent? Maybe shooting a BB gun? No, no, no. That's not his talents. And the talents here that he's talking about is a form of currency. It's money. Right? How many of you guys like money? You know, it's pretty great. Sometimes. Not the love of money. But he owed three. Okay. He owed 10,000 talents. But to you and me, that's nothing. But let me give it to you in dollars. That's $3.5 billion. That's a lot of money. You and I can't even, like, imagine that, right? I'll, I'm wearing Air Force Ones, so I was like, I'll just say it in Air Force Ones. That's 35 million pairs of Air Force One, like, shoes. That's a lot of shoes, right? Like, that's insane. But then I was like, how, how many could that give me in my lifetime? Well, over 100,000 years, you could wear one different pair every day, and you'd be fine. That's how many. That's how much this guy owes. That's a debt that... You and I can't imagine. But here the king is, and his reaction is, there's a, there's a punishment, there's a payment to be made. You and I know what a debt is. It, a debt means that we have to pay something, right? Some, if we owe something, that means we have to pay it. And this guy understood that. That's why he was his servant, because he had to work it off. He had to work that money off. But the king had called for his accounts to be settled and he didn't have enough. So the payment was for him to be sold into slavery, his wife, his children, and everything that he had to be sold. Just to like make a scratch on that payment. I guarantee you he didn't have $3.5 billion of stuff. But the king needed payment. But then we see that the after the man pleads, after he says, I'm sorry. After he says, have patience with me, and I'll pay you everything. What does, the man, what does the king do? He forgives him, right? Yeah, he forgives him. And he forgives him of this huge, huge debt that's beyond anything that you and I can imagine. Way harder than me forgiving my brother of the BB gun story for him lying to me. Way harder than that. I mean, like, I was mad, and I was confused, and I forgave him. But $3.5 billion, that's a different story. Maybe we can talk this out. But the king forgives him. He says, you're done. Your debt is paid. You're completely free. What does this mean for you and I tonight? You guys know the Lord offers forgiveness. The Lord offers forgiveness for you and me, Some of you have accepted it. Some of you may not have yet. But each of us has done something worthy of building up a debt. And that's called sin. And sin is anything that goes against the will of God. You and I have all done, we've had ill thoughts toward people. We've gossiped about people. We've lied about people. We've we've lusted after people. We've wanted something somebody else has. We've done all these things. I'm not here to beat us up tonight. Like, don't hear me saying that. I'm saying that there's a forgiveness on the other side of this. That's a whole lot better than anything that we could ever do in sin. Our sin leads us further and further into debt. And I think some of us tonight are being convinced otherwise. We're being convinced that the devil who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, as John Ten Ten says, we, we're thinking that that same person Is offering us satisfaction when he's really offering us destruction. Let's not get confused by what the the bad king, the devil, has and the world has to give us. Let's think about what the Lord has, and he has forgiveness for you and for me to get out of the bondage that we have to slavery, to sin. And we get to experience freedom and joy in Christ. It's far better. We don't have to be identified with sin. And some of you guys tonight might think, it's too late for me, Garrett. I'm, I'm too bad of a person, or I'm in too bad of a situation, or I'm not worth enough. But Jesus is telling us through this story that the king does not see that. He sees your worth, and he wants to forgive you. He extends forgiveness to you and to me. And this whole, this whole Bible that many of you guys are holding in your hands this whole Bible is his story and the past 2,000 years of chasing you and me. It's all been to forgive you and me of what we've done. And again, I'm not trying to beat us up. I'm saying there's so much better. There's so much better that we get to have freedom in that. If you, if you are convinced or if you have been being convinced that the devil offers satisfaction, I'm telling you, accept the joy and the freedom tonight that the Lord offers. Because it's far better. So much better. That's what I want you to remember tonight. That the king is forgiving. That's our point number one. The king is forgiving. He forgives us of everything that we've ever done. And some of us tonight have accepted that. Some of us say, Garrett, I I understand forgiveness, and I love it. It's great. I love Jesus. I'm living in the Word, like Nick was talking about, and I'm living for Jesus. That's awesome. Like, That is the greatest joy you can ever have. And I want to ask you guys tonight, what are you doing to share that joy with other people? We have the forgiveness. We've accepted the forgiveness, but let's give it to other people too. Are we actively giving that to other people? Are we allowing the Lord to flow through us and show his love to other people? Or do we say, like, no, I want to I be mad at that person. I think, of, I think of somebody in the Bible who had that, who had that desire. His name was Jonah. You guys know Jonah, right? How many of you guys know the story of Jonah? A lot of you guys. Well, y'all know Jonah. He was called to share the gospel with the Ninevites, right? He was called to go and tell them that the Lord was going to bring wrath, his wrath upon them if they didn't repent and turn to God. And Jonah, he went the opposite way. Then he got caught in a storm, was thrown off the boat. He tried to kill himself. And the Lord said, no, you're not doing that. And he takes Jonah from the sea all the way to Nineveh. And there, Nineveh, or Jonah, he proclaims what God wanted him to proclaim. He proclaimed that God's wrath was going to come upon the people if they didn't turn and repent of their sin and glorify him. And sounds great, right? To you and me, it's like, yeah, that's great. Jonah did that and it's amazing. But Jonah's reaction was pretty different. While the people of Nineveh, they've turned and glorified God for everything that he was. They saw the freedom and the joy that was offered in God's forgiveness. They saw it completely and they were on their knees praising God and repenting of their sins. But Jonah, we're going to pick up in chapter 4. Jonah has a completely different attitude. <laughs> it's kind of funny, honestly. But I think it's oftentimes you and me. Well, let's read Jonah chapter 4, verse 1 through 4. It says, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly. And he was angry. Talking about the Ninevites glorifying God. It says, and he prayed to the Lord and said, "Oh Lord, is this not what I said? When I was yet in my country? That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish, for I knew that you were a gracious God, and merciful, and slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and relenting from disaster. Therefore, now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, Do you do well to be angry? Now, (laughs) Jonah, he's literally. He's watching these people accept the forgiveness that you and I have, the forgiveness that God extended to the Ninevites. And he's like, man, that's so dumb. Gosh, I hate that. That's so stupid. Why are you a gracious God? I knew you would do that. Goodness. <laughs> like, like, are you serious? What? This Jonah, he's a prophet. He's, he was called by God to tell the people to glorify the Lord and warn them of the wrath that was coming. And Jonah completely missed it. He completely missed the forgiveness. The big picture here of God extending forgiveness to those who owed a great debt, like you and me do, before Christ. <laughs> My second point is the king is forgiving. Let's pick up in chapter two or chapter 18, verse 28, of this same story that we were talking about earlier. He says, but when that servant came out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him. Same thing, same thing that servant said. And he said, have patience with me. I will pay you. But that servant refused. He went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servant saw what had taken place, They were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in his anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also will my heavenly Father do to every one of you, if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Again, the second point tonight is the king is forgiving. I think a lot of times we get to be like Jonah or we get to be like this servant and we get caught up in the small things. We get caught up in, well, he said this about me. She said she doesn't like my hair. He unfollowed me on Instagram. She... She talked bad about my friend, and I'm mad, you know. I'm angry, and I get that. I completely get that because I fall into the same things sometimes. (laughs) But at the end of the day, what does he say in the last verse? He says, so also will my heavenly Father do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Does that mean that our forgiveness is taken away because we Chose not to forgive one person. No, I'm not saying that. But the Lord, what He's saying through this story is, forgive other people. You and I, we have so many people that we come in contact with, and some of them may do something wrong or do us wrong. And instead of getting mad about it, instead of getting angry about it, we're called to forgive. Just like my dad said I had to forgive my brother because he didn't tell me the truth. So also do I have to forgive so many other people. And I also have to apologize to other people. And I have to to get small. Like what Brother Steve talked about this past Sunday when he was saying James a servant of God. James was a lot more than that. But he said he's a servant of God. He was the first pastor of Jerusalem or the church in Jerusalem. But yeah, he said, I'm a servant of God. We have to be small. So that we can not trip over the small things. So that we can't get caught up in the small things. Because so often do we do that. We have a lot of a lot of times where somebody does us wrong. But we get caught up in the small things. Like this servant. A hundred denarii is about 5,000 bucks. Which, I mean, hey, 5,000 bucks. Pretty nice. But compared to $3.5 billion. Like, this is such a small total. But here he is with the same person, or a person on the same level as him, and he's saying, pay what you owe. You better pay it. Like, we're called to forgive. Just like this king expected his servant to forgive other people because he had been forgiven of so much more. And you and I have been forgiven of a great deal, right? We've been forgiven of all the sin that we've ever done and that we ever will do. God extends that to us. And some of us have accepted that. And we're called to see past other people's sin when they, when they harm us or they hurt us or they hurt our feelings. Like we're called to look past that and forgive them no matter what. Because that's what the Lord offers you and me. We don't have an option. We don't get the luxury of, I'm mad at them. You know how, like, we, we know when we're angry at somebody, it doesn't feel great, right? Like when we're mad about something, it doesn't feel good. We might think, like, I'm mad, you know, I'm mad, I'm bad, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> no, that's not it. Being mad is such a burden. It's so, it bogs us down. Let's forgive people. We have the joy of forgiving people and we know what that feels like. Why would we not extend that to other people? We can be like Jonah here and we can say, oh, you're gracious, God. Great, thanks. No, let's be like who who God wants us to be because Jesus has paid our debt in full. He's paid it completely. As he said on the cross, he said to tell us die. And that means it's paid in full. The debt is gone. You and I get to live in freedom. Let's let's forgive other people. Let's show them the forgiveness that we have. Because why would we want them to live in bondage and debt any longer? Let's let them experience the joys that we have. You and I have so much in Christ. You and I get to forgive other people. We get to extend this. Just like this servant had the opportunity to do so. And just like Jonah did, but he didn't see the value in it. He didn't forgive them from his heart. He just spoke, do this. But when we mean it from our heart, what joy and freedom do we have in seeing God forgive that person? And we get to be vessels of the Lord that are used for His glory. We get to be used to bring glory to His name. That's, that's a joy unlike any other. And no longer are we trying to be convinced by this, this bad king, this devil, who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But we are we're on the other side of things, and we're forgiven. And we get to live for the forgiver. Because if you and I are not forgiving, like the king forgives, he expects his kingdom to be forgiving. If you and I are not doing that, we're not called, we're not doing what we're called to do.